0: That's what I have all I remember of it
1: why oh cuz it's way down is this better is this better yes it's way better okay all right this is kind of weird to do without looking at your face
0: hidden still weird. Wait, I just want to make sure we're not getting feedback. No. Okay.
1: Are we starting? Yeah. Hi, Nat. Hi, Caroline. How are you?
0: Good. Guess who else is in the room with us right now? Five. Thomas Rodriguez. No.
1: Why five? I think he's so cute because, okay, well, so I have two updates for everyone who listens I want everyone to know that I recently finished watching season two of the umbrella academy and I am so so into it have you seen it no it's a Netflix original and it's truly so good like I haven't watched a show like that and like been incredibly sad that it was done in so is there long only two seasons there's two seasons and they're each I think like 10 episodes eight or 10 episodes and it's so good. And that's why I wanna name my new dog who I adopted yesterday Who's, Five. Whose real name is Thomas Rodriguez. No. Um well when I adopted him, his name was James P. Sullivan, like um Sully in Mount in Monsters Inc. Um, and his brother's name was Mike Wazowski. Oh. And I wanted to originally, like, keep his name as James because that's what the shelter had been calling him. And I didn't want to give him, like, an identity crisis and be like, who am I? Do dogs have identity crises? No, but I think if they're... Eh, not for you. And I think... But I think if they're, like, recently being rehoused into, like, forever homes, sometimes if they're older and they've had the same name for a while, it's kind of confusing Mm -hmm. to have that happen. Especially when, like, everything else is changing, too. But the thing is he doesn't know his name like he responds to the tone or like the pitch of like hey look at me see like he just looked at me but um he doesn't respond to james like if i just say the word james james james, james nothing matters he's like looking he, right at me i think it's because with both his eating, little we're
0: eyebrows that are so cute the cutest yes, he little has eyebrows little like
1: eyebrows of a manchester terrier or like a doberman he's really cute he's also teething and i had a little bit of a panic attack when i saw two of his teeth fly out of his mouth wait yesterday. does
0: teething mean teeth fall out i yeah, think it's like the teeth come in
1: yes it's both it's like a it's like a human animal not a human puppy but like a like a human child <laughs> the same thing happens baby teeth fall out yeah baby teeth fall out like the deciduous teeth fall out and the adult teeth descend but first, the baby Gross. teeth have to fall oh. out. Does that mean we're teething when we're like five? Oh, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, when we're children. Oh, I'm getting so many kisses. Oh, I'm getting so many Yeah, babies many babies have teething processes when they're like infants. Yes. And they're getting teeth. So that's some like main teething. But like because it takes so long for humans and it like happens over such a long period of time that te- like your adult teeth come in and it's like one tooth at a time. You know when baby. It's not like a when, teething period. You
0: know when people have baby teeth? Uh-huh. But they're, like, way too old to be having baby teeth. My cousin teeth.
1: literally has baby teeth, but she's 13, I think. Yeah. Wait, I'm look, 20. And they look No, crazy. she must be 12. Yeah. That's a gross look.
0: Anyway, there's going to be a small It's puppy. not gross.
1: It's, like, funny. She, like, is just very small. It makes so. me uncomfy. Wait, you have to take that out. What if that's, like, rude or mean to my cousin? I think that my aunt will be offended <laughs> okay. for her. Okay. Come here. Um. Come here. So. Yes. His name is James, and he's very okay. If your name, I don't know what his foster mom's name was, but if you previously had a foster puppy and you're in the LA area and his name was James Sullivan, I know this podcast won't find you, but I'm truly, I don't think I could be more grateful to her. He knows so many things already. He's almost already housebroken, too. He's only had a couple accidents, but. After the first one, it was all my fault because I don't have the pee odor eliminator yet. So I think he's kind of decided that's his spot. It and wasn't
0: on the ca- carpet I'm laying on right it's now. It's on. It's on the carpet in okay. the. It's like on the <laughs> rug in
1: the main room because he's primarily been in this room. So he won't pee in this room. Um. He's just been like really good, and I I don't know. I just really have so much respect for people who foster dogs. So, what else have you been up to? It's weird because I see
0: you and I forget what we talk about on the podcast versus just like in That's real true. life.
1: That's um, true. Well, I.
0: When look was the abused. last time we
1: podcast? I think like a week ago, two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago because in the interim you went to San Francisco.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, I went to San Francisco. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. Tell us about your trip.
0: So much fun. Where in San
1: Francisco did you stay?
0: Um, oh, wait. I might not have a meeting at 6 o'clock.
1: Yes, that would be so nice. Wait, let me just really quickly respond to this. No, you're now. good. My mom just said stopping for gas next to Starbucks. Does anybody want anything from Starbucks?
0: Um, after twelve fifteen. Yay. Because I did not. Okay.
1: So... Yes, tell us about It was San actually a technically
0: a Santa Cruz trip. So okay. one of my friends has, like, her, her family lives up in Santa Cruz. So yeah. we went and saw them and saw her. And it was so lovely. I've never been to, I mean, I get, I've been to San Francisco before, but I haven't been. You know when you're, like, you know how you're, like, not conscious before you're 12 years old?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I don't remember a lot of family vacations before I was, like, Maybe 10.
0: Yeah, and you're just, like, not aware of, like, the fact that you're in different places. Yes.
1: For um, sure. Travel. So I,
0: yeah, I've been I've been there before when I was younger, but I don't remember it. And also just, like, going to new places as an adult who, like, potentially I could live there if not for the rest of my life, but, like, for a summer. Yeah, for sure. Or you could at least work there. I was like, this place is kind of fucking sick. And I dig it. And... Now I'm going to add San Francisco to my internship list.
1: I love San Francisco. Please go live there so I can go visit you because I don't think I'm cool enough to live in the city, but I definitely am cool enough to want to visit.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yes. You just need to help me pay rent. Oh.
1: Mm, <laughs> mm, never mind. Deals off. I
0: have no money. Please donate to our Patreon.
1: Yeah. Deals off. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's
0: where I'm at. It was like so fun. It was just lovely. And everyone tested negative prior to going. It was all very COVID safe. Nice. You know,
1: a lot of the country is opening up, except for the fact that it's not because everything's closing again because everything's like, aren't rates of infection like surging in like 37 states or something?
0: I think I saw that. There's a girl from my high school who goes to college in Nashville. And she posted a picture to her Snapchat story of literally one of the biggest tailgates I've ever seen. And not a single person was wearing, sorry, did I say Nashville? She goes somewhere in Tennessee. I don't know if she actually goes to Nashville. Um, She goes to one of the Tennessee state schools. Um, And it was literally like so upsetting because I'm like, these are the people that have made us continue this lockdown for so long.
1: That's really bad.
0: It's these college kids who just, like, want to keep partying.
1: And I say that as a college
0: kid. I'm disappointed in my peers. And, like, how many kids do you think are going to get COVID from that party?
1: To be totally honest, I bet the number of kids who actually get tested and test positive for COVID will be fewer than the number of kids who actually got infected with it. Because I'm willing to bet that most people didn't actually get tested. But you know what's so terrible? And also, like, I guess it's not terrible, terrible, but it's really not good. My friend was telling me about this thing that's happening where students are intentionally trying to mm-hmm. get infected with COVID so that they can donate plasma. I heard about And get that. money for that. Isn't that gross? Yes. So my friend works but in what's... the vaccine testing lab or like the vaccine administration lab where she's working on the vaccine in a lab in Chicago with her PI. Um, I don't know what a PI is. A PI is a principal investigator. It's like the person who is your boss when you work in a lab as like a student or like a pre-med or postdoc, whatever you may be. Um, But it's your boss, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's someone who is like has a Ph.D. or M.D. and is like is responsible for conducting research projects. And then each person in the lab works on an individual research project based on that. Like so she's working with her PI and she's like the stuff that she has to read through is so upsetting like it's so sad she's like how in the actual fuck are like 32 percent of people getting infected in this one city yeah like what even what is happening in that city well like what is happening? it's so sad because like part of me is like that's so
0: dumb don't get tested to donate plasma but also like Clearly these kids are
1: desperate for money and are willing to risk their health no, and the, the health is, of those around them. No, the thing is, some of these them. people, some of these people are truly not desperate. They're just inconsiderate. Like, some of these people are going to, like, a really nice private school mm-hmm. and, like, clearly aren't just doing it for the cash just to have, like, a dispense, what is it, like, a dispensable income. And it's so stupid. Yeah.
0: <sighs> COVID, Yay! That's why I'm going to news, Denmark. I like I'm
1: being abused.
0: Oh, don't say that.
1: I don't. No, no, no. Like I just, I have bruises and scratch marks all over my arms. And ghost abused. Sorry. Ghost. Am I abused? being ghost abused? No. Who's abusing you? No one. My dog. He's like <laughs> the thing is he's not like, he's not aggressive at all. He's just a puppy. He's like they think that he's about. I think he's like four months, three months something days Mm -hmm. four months something days I don't know um but he's really really energetic energetic when he but the other thing is he's pretty mellow for a puppy Mm -hmm. but he still has like this like jumpy energy where he wants to like scratch and play with you and stuff and he's never ever done it aggressively but at this shelter because they didn't have enough like they didn't have enough Volunteers to take all the dogs for a walk. They mm-hmm. pretty much stay in their suite and they're allowed to go on the doggy run for a little bit. But the doggy run is fake turf. So their nails never get like... Wow. Like they never get filed down. down by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Like by just the result of walking. And so he had really, really long nails. And we've taken him on like literally three walks since we brought him home. And his nails are already like maybe like one sixteenth of an inch shorter. That's how long they were. But he's happy. Oh. I think he likes he likes his new home. I think so too. The jury's still out on his name. He I like the name still likes the name Hummus because of Umbrella Academy. He likes his original name James, but in Spanish
0: or Hummus. I like Hummus too. And then I'll get a dog and I'll name him Pete. But his nickname can be Peta, and then they
1: can be Hummus and Peta. My boyfriend, who is the father of this dog, also wants his name to be Benny.
0: And uh, my parents
1: and I both like Oscar.
0: I like Oscar too. I
1: love Oscar. I think that's so cute.
0: Well, as the most uh, important deciding vote, I'm going to okay. go ahead and say Hamas.
1: But I don't know if he's a James.
0: And then I'm going to get him a little soccer ball, and then he's going to be like the little Colombian. You can. Man. He can
1: still have a soccer ball. No, he can't. Okay, then get him a different themed one.
0: A toy. I'm gonna get him if you name him Oscar. I'm gonna get him a, a trash can baloney. Oh,
1: for He's Oscar meyer
0: isn't that Wieners? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I thought you were talking about Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Oh, Street. I could do that too. No, you a little trash can to play with. Are you a little trash? Are man? you a little piece of garbage? <laughs> i am
0: <laughs> okay i don't have anything else i have a sad boring life that is just school 100 percent. my life is 100 of the time
1: oh but i'm pretty excited this hmm. thursday i'm gonna go to a drive-in movie for the nightmare on elm street <gasps> which i've never seen before i haven't told you this sorry okay please so call. When I was driving up, me and we road tri- we didn't fly to San Fran
0: or to Santa Cruz because we didn't want to get on an airplane. Of course. So we road tripped up there, me and one of my very good friends. And while we're driving up there, my mom calls me and she's like, "Caroline, they're they're doing a drive-in movie theater of a horror movie." And I was like, "I don't know why you're calling me about this because uh-huh. like normally this is not like." And she's like,
1: "It's not call worthy." Yeah. It,
0: yeah. And she's like, but I think it'd be so good for your podcast. And I was like,
1: oh, Whitney, that's so sweet.
0: And do you know I know what movie it was? What? Memories of Murder. Stop it. Which we've already recorded an episode for, which is going to come out eventually. Once we figure out how to edit it, because it's literally the most complicated thing in the whole entire world. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I'm fucking all over this. I know. I love that. All the movies. I'm a movie expert. That's so cute.
1: That's so sweet that she called you to yeah. tell me that. Wait, that makes me cry. That's so cute. <laughs> I All right, love Should that. we just hop into it? Wait, I have one last thing. Oh, okay. I'm excited. So, I would like to announce to <gasps> everyone who doesn't care nice. um, that I just watched Ghostbusters for the first time in my life. You've never seen Ghostbusters? I've never seen Ghostbusters. I've seen... Maybe You're a fake five to seven total minutes of Ghostbusters The Remake on cable. Oh, my God. But I'd never seen the original really? and I hated it. It was the worst what? movie I've ever seen. It is full of sexual harassment and incredibly weird, bad, <laughs> coercive energy. It is, like, adheres to every possible gendered archetype of every possible <laughs> bad, like, I absolutely fucking guarantee you it does not pass the Bechdel test the two women in the movie are a love interest who's constantly being harassed and a secretary who they also actually put down frequently and I just watched the whole thing and I was so angry about it I was like I was so angry I had to pause it and take a break for 10 minutes to be really upset and then I had to reopen my mind to the consumption of new media And then continue watching the rest of it. But I truly was so angry. Like that movie. I know it's a cult classic. And I was just telling my boyfriend who I watched it with. Who loves that movie. Like he loves like old 80s movies. As I think you do. I love that movie. Yeah. But I was like of all the 80s movies you showed me. That I'd never seen before. Back to the Future. I hated Back to the Future. Absolutely terrible. It was truly just disgusting. Like Why is he, why does his mom, why would they write into the plot that his mom wants to have sex with him? (laughs) What kind of pitch does that even sound like? Like you walk into the room, it's your boss. It's another panel of editors slash writers. And you're like, guys, 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 (laughs) I have a winning idea. What if he goes into the past and everyone's like, I don't know, like assassinates Hitler. He tries to prevent the Rwandan genocide, all these things. So many things he could have said, and yet he's like, no, no, no. Let's have him almost fuck his mom. And I was like, absolutely not. This is the worst. I don't know. It makes me feel like I I sound like like I'm like no fun or whatever, but like. Back to the future? The worst. Absolutely Uh, the worst. I hated it. And I, I recognize that a lot of the films that I myself love, are also flawed in similar ways, if not the same exact ways. But I was like, oh my god, this is just ridiculously bad. Like, the overt sexism is so bad.
0: Yeah, um... I... am I love Dan
1: Aykroyd.
0: I just love that movie. I think it, it's more for the nostalgia of it. I've literally... So... Every summer, I watch two movies. Okay. Around the 4th of July, okay. we always watch Independence Day, Okay. which is a classic, a perfect I don't film. know what that is. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum? Oh, I love him. He's and funny. And Will Smith. I think he's quite funny. And it's about aliens that come take over the world what? on the 4th of July. <laughs> That's so you funny. You need to watch. I watch this every single. This is okay. like, this is what is gets me Is it an in older
1: like, movie also? 1996. Okay. I'll watch it. Um, I like nineties films. I so like that good.
0: era of film. But I just can't do the eighties. Um, and then and then I watch whenever we go back east to see my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. we always watch Ghostbusters.
1: Nope. So I'm good. Out. <laughs> I, I just hated it. The little thing, the little blob that kept trying Growing? to shoot its like things on them. Oh my god oh my so god good. caroline and is so disgusting. where the,
0: the babies out on the ledge oh my god oh my god the so where, they,
1: where they where the little gargoyle guys <laughs> mm-hmm. come and possess her in her apartment and pull think, her into her closet i used to think gargoyles
0: no. were gonna be a bigger deal in my life
1: i used to think skate was, was like, gonna be a really big deal i in my was life. like definitely all these
0: gargoyles are gonna haunt me and then i mean maybe just like a west coast thing like we don't have gargoyles west- anywhere.
1: Co- we don't fucking do gargoyles that's the West true Coast. we're not old enough we don't have that yeah that like and high i really thought i was gonna be
0: haunted by gargoyles when i was younger rut row that was a big concern that would be really bad if you were um all right should we hop into this um okay movie i'm so excited for you to do already this. did so, you watch it yeah okay. i've seen this so many
1: times okay I'm okay, a, well, I haven't seen it so many times cuz it actually really unnerves me. I can um, only watch it in absolute daylight.
0: Anyone who knows me uh-huh. knows that I rewatch the same things yes. over and over and over. Yes. And I actually read a post the other day and I don't know if this is true. It was one of those like Twitter things. Uh-huh. That was like the reason people with anxiety rewatch TV shows is cuz they know what's going to happen so it stresses like it's it was, less like, of a stress. It's less of a interesting anxiety inducing thing.
1: So once I have watched a
0: scary movie one time, I can rewatch it a million times and it has like very little effect on me and just it's just there for the nostalgia factor. So this is one of those movies for me. Um, I'm going to get all over this. I like that we have two Steven Spielberg movies in a row. Oh, my gosh, we do. OK, so well. So, it was, it's
1: for a spoopy season. Oh, right. We haven't even announced what it is. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Oh, my God. This when this gonna comes out, it's going to be a Halloween episode. episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so honored that the Halloween episode is going to be mine. It's Halloween week. It's Halloween. And we're actually and this time it's going it to be up. a
0: real Halloween weekend. Even though Halloween, by the time we post the episode after this, yes, even though Halloween will technically have passed, yes, we're sticking with the Halloween theme.
1: Hell fucking yeah. I will. I like Halloween to go for as long as possible, which means up until the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: with you. I'm down.
1: Thanks. I fuck with it. Cool. Okay. Do you want to announce what we're talking about? Have we yes. announced it? We no, say we it? Okay. no, we haven't. No, we haven't. It's spooky season. And in honor of Halloween, we chose to do some spooky movies. And so I'm going to tell everyone about Poltergeist. Woo! <laughs> So, Polter- Wait, gl- I'm introducing it. Oh, I, I thought that was
0: always my job. It. Oh, okay, please. So, Poltergeist was made in 1982. It is a supernatural horror film directed by Tobe Hooper. Do we think that's how you pronounce his name? I think it's Toby. You think? They I just think misspelled so. Toby? I don't, don't think so. <laughs> <it's laughs> um, but it's written and produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, it's also i'll shout out the other guys but you know fucking steven spielberg it's also produced by frank marshall and it's also written by michael grice and mark victor um but the story is all by steven spielberg he was he's a he do be a crazy guy uh and it is are you gonna tell um the story of heather o'rourke Yes. Okay. So it is starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, Heather O'Rourke, and Patrice Strait. Nope. Beatrice Strait. Not sure what happened there.
1: Um, oh, God. I'm so excited. So, okay. So I want everyone to know the format of how we're going to do this. This time, I'm going to start with the actual story, but then I'm going to tell you about the real-life curse of the actual actors who starred in the movie. So it's a almost like a two-parter or I guess more like a part A, part B. Wow. Okay, so my Less. sources were the Life magazine article published on the 17th of March, 1958. Oh my God, that's so many years ago. I know. <laughs> the Mirror UK article, entertainment.ie... Um, and Nerdist.com and also Wikipedia. Duh! Okay. Donate to Wikipedia and also so. donate to us. Okay, so. <laughs> the film The Poltergeist and all of the happenings in the Poltergeist, were inspired by two different hauntings, the Herman House and the Enfield Poltergeist. And I'm going to focus on the Herman House because the Herman House is the story upon which the family's stories is based, whereas the Enfield House or Enfield Poltergeist is kind of where they drew their really spooky inspiration. So some of the weird crap that goes on in Poltergeist is inspired by that Poltergeist and not this one. Okay, so... On the evening of February third, nineteen fifty eight, at three thirty PM. Okay, so I guess the afternoon. I'm I'm fully chilies, I'm so excited. (laughs) Goose pimples. (laughs) (laughs) On the afternoon, um, in the home of mister James M. Herman at sixteen forty eight Redwood Path in the town of Seaford, Long Island in Mm -hmm. New York. Should we go there? No. Oh. No, we need to stay far the <laughs> fuck away from there. Okay. Um, was the Herman family. And the Herman family included, with the exception of James, Herman's wife Lucille, and his two children, Lucille also, and <laughs> James also. Oh. So
0: You know what? We don't get enough women naming their daughters. That's
1: after. why I loved Gilmore Girls, which is also flawed. So I get that. But <laughs> I love the name Roy. <gasps> Is your name Rory? No. Oh, damn it, Caroline. Promise.
0: Okay. Fine. Sorry, she was talking to her dog. I was
1: talking to my dog.
0: I wasn't talking to Caroline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, although these accounts are not entirely precise, as they were very surprised and taken aback, um, <laughs> this is a story that the three of them who were in the house.
0: Old. Wait, why the three of them? I thought there
1: were four. Oh, James was at work. Oh. The right. man... the James right, right, James right, right, Sr. Right, was right. at work. Right. The wife and the kids were home. Got it. So, they agreed that at around 3.30 p.m., several popping sounds came from different spots around the house. Should I do some background? pop, pop. pop. <laughs> pop, pop. Oh, wait, you need to record your beep after this. Oh, I do need to record my beep. Yes. So, they investigated and walked into the different rooms where they heard the sound coming from, at which time they found several uncapped and empty bottles of different substances completely upended and scattered about in many different rooms, including, most interesting, a vial of holy water, which was spilled all over the parents' bedroom dresser. Okay, question.
0: Yes, as a slightly more religious person than I, do
1: sure. you have a vial of holy water? No. Is that a thing? No, but I'm pretty sure that in the 50s, 60s, when this kind of stuff happened, um, that's like a thing. That it was learned. a little more common to be, yeah, to have taken it home and stuff like that. Sometimes people also take home vials of the holy water that their children were baptized in. So. Because of the popping sound associated with these weird antics going on in the house, they named the poltergeist Popper, which oh. I think is kind of cute. <laughs> like, is your dog's like, name? Maybe Poppy. my dog's name is Popper. Poppy. Like Popper's penguins. Is it Popper? Mr. Mr. Popper's. Mr. Poppin's penguins. Miss- huh? Yeah. Never no. mind. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So when James Herman Sr. came home, he said, oh, wait, I forgot. I have a list of actually all of the, the substances that were spilled. Oh. So we've already I'm talked so about intrigued. the holy water, right? Okay. Um, which was spilled. Which, if you recall, if you're a true crime slash conspiracy slash ghosty junkie, being able to fuck with holy water is really <laughs> scary. <laughs> like, it's not good. Yeah.
0: Wait, I have a question, though. When yeah. When you say
1: they popped, yeah. do you mean? The like, caps popped the off. The caps, okay. They didn't explode. No, no, no. None of the things had exploded. It was the popping sound, they assume, was the caps popping off of the lids of bottles and vials, and then the substances had spilled all over. Interesting. So the the holy water had spilled. In the bathroom, there was a bottle of shampoo and medicine, which had also spilled slash exploded, and also a bottle of liquid starch in the kitchen and bleaching fluid in the basement. However, what's interesting about this very first instance is that none of them, none of the three of them, moms or kids, saw any of the bottles actually move, but they all heard the popping. Hmm. So none of the bottles were, it's important to note also that none of the bottles were actually like sealed with corks or camp or like carbonated caps that we would expect to make that popping sound instead they were sealed with screw caps of like metal or plastic um which is weird that those kinds of caps would pop off like when we say medicine bottle we mean the screw cap
0: so natal
1: yes as a scientist oh no is it
0: possible i'm just looking at all your chemical stuff over there on that wall oh i don't know no, you don't have a, no deciding factor.
1: What happens if you heat it up? No idea. Like the, if you heat it up. I think it, it depends on what's in it. For example, if it's water, I doubt that, like, There'd I doubt that pressure. at the boiling point of water, anything would actually explode. I would guess that more of it would actually melt. Like, if you were to put, for example, like, a takeout container full of water on a stove, no matter how hot you get the water, like, boiling, that plastic will just melt. It won't... Yeah. You know? Interesting. Anyways. So, everyone was confused because no one knew what the popping had come from and none of them had actually seen any of the bottles move but as a result of the m- mom lucille senior not having borne witness to any of this everyone assumed it was jimmy jr which yeah. if you're a Bob burgers fan it's kind of exciting jimmy jr anyways um <laughs> I don't watch that show <laughs> oh jimmy jr is funny anyways um it was very confusing and when james herman senior came home he thought it was either a prank or or an act of vandalism, or he thought they should blame James Jr., who was at the time sort of a science whiz, and they thought that this had something to do with him triggering the bottles to pop because of humidity, which doesn't, like, already doesn't really make that much sense to me. Okay, but wait. Yes.
0: Should we be taking this as a sign that you should name your dogs
1: James? Your dog, no, James? Most definitely not. Actually, I think this is a sign to not name them James oh. because I think he should be not associated with this. This shit is so frightening. <laughs> um, so I think I forgot to mention before, but Jimmy and Lucy are twelve and thirteen, and so they're not—they're by no means like hooligans or street youths. They're like that preteen street age. Street youths—that's what they say in New Girl. Okay. Anyways, like they're not—they're not like intentionally. Never had, I believe that I'm not incorrect to say that never had they experienced such bad behavior or disciplinary action that this was something that they would be compelled to do, mm-hmm. like to frighten their parents like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, He told his family to stay calm and not tell anyone about it because of his suspicions about the source of this. But then five days later on February 8th, Mr. Herman Sr. saw everything happen he saw the bottles move in his bathroom dragged around as if there was a ghost or a poltergeist dragging them around with invisible hands and this time he was so spooked he called the police um and when the police arrived more bottles pop wait the police see them yeah the police show up and they're like more bottles are popping which is interesting cuz i feel like in a lot of these movies and a lot of these stories nothing when like authorities it. come nothing happens and it's intended to make the like resident of the home or like spooky mansion look crazy but this time more bottles began popping as if they were like baiting him and me like fuck you like <laughs> let's go <laughs> boo so these police scientists, if you will, decided to perform several tests to eliminate the possibility of radio transmission or electrical disturbances being the cause of the bottle popping. Mm -hmm. But the bottles were not warm or electrically charged. And as a result, nothing that they were experiencing could be explained with logic or science. Mm -hmm. And so on February 17th, a priest came to the home and blessed the home. That was a quick jump. Yes, I mean, it was very frightening, but to be totally honest, like, it's really weird because nothing ever came of this, so after the, after the police um, came to the house, his name was Detective Joseph Tazi, or Tazi? Detective. Yeah, he was a detective from the police force. Mm -hmm. And in addition to actually, like, in addition to um, performing the chemical slash electrical tests, he decided that he agreed with James Sr. (laughs) And... Oh, he decided that he adre- agreed with James Senior and blamed James Junior for it. Nice. So what he did was he decided to camp out in the Hermans' home and watch James Junior to make sure that it was no funny. That sounds on. so problematic on so many different isn't levels. It's so
0: funny. That is, <laughs> isn't that so funny? Oh my god! It's so strange. Isn't okay. that like against the Fourth Amendment? What's the Fourth
1: Amendment? Isn't that no housing? No, Third Amendment is the no harboring of soldiers. Is that I what you're talking like, about? Yeah,
0: that feels like the Third Amendment. That feels like a violation.
1: Oh, I was just talking to Owen about this. His roommate and friend... Has harbored soldiers? <laughs> no, his roommate and <laughs> friend, um, who I absolutely know for a fact is not listening to this podcast because I truly don't think someone who's gainfully employed the way he was or he is would be at all interested. Mm-hmm. Um follows a meme account okay um called i'm exercising my first amendment right to talk about my love for the third amendment right <laughs> and he just makes these memes about how much he doesn't want to harbor soldiers <laughs> it's so weird anyways i thought it was funny so shout out to drew i absolutely know for a fact he doesn't care but all Back to the story. So Tazu's camping out in their home trying to see what what the fuck is up because he's absolutely sure that it's James Jr. since it's the only logical explanation they could come to. However, I
0: still don't get how a child can be does that though. Like, oh wait, how oh would wait. you. <coughs>
1: uh, I'm sorry, baby. I, I surprised you. How
0: would you. I, I don't know how I would get set multiple bottles to pop off but not explode without some sort of heat I don't, I don't understand
1: I don't know it's very confusing um so or was I right Tazi so when Tazi slumber was- party <laughs> <laughs> was it police <laughs> police pajama party yeah um he was present in the home On the night of February 24th, 1958, when a heavy desk slash bureau or like a chest Mm -hmm. threw itself forward onto the front of it, like onto its drawers in the presence of one of the children. Whoa. So because Tazi was in the home at the time, he was absolutely certain that no one could have done it. Um, And even more certain that because of the heavy nature of the act, none of the children could have been responsible. Ooh. And his investigation, and I quote from Entertainment, says, The detective's investigation took in every possible scientific conclusion. Humidity, geological surveys, downdraft from overhead jets. At one point, it was surmised that a freak magnetic field was the cause of the incidents. Not so. Interesting. Isn't that such a funny quote? Yeah. I don't know if those are necessarily...
0: I don't know, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know how anything works. No, you're good. So then the, sorry, the downdraft of a jet, that's what they were concerned
1: with? they 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 did every possible scientific slash chemical. And they're saying
0: including going as far as, as to, Yeah, exactly. In, I was like, in order really? to show
1: in order to <laughs> prove like they're thinking. how impossible it could have been that Got it was it. like some sort of scientific or rational thing. Yeah, it was really weird. Interesting. Um. Okay. I don't like the idea so, of
0: one singular person being on this case.
1: Okay, wait. No, no, no. He was the det- head detective in charge of the team of investigators. Okay. But I assume that he just bears a lot of, his name bears the most weight because he was actually present in the home for most mm-hmm. of these happenings, Got whereas it. others, I assume, it's like, you know, they they yeah. didn't want to sleep over.
0: <laughs> like, they <laughs> wanted to
1: go home. They didn't want to hang out with the children. Right. Okay. So, that's what happened with the police. However, let's go back to February 18th because I'll tell you what happened with the priest. Ooh. So, as we know, these scientific and rational authorities couldn't explain anything. However, um, by the time uh, these... Wait, Sorry. However, by the time news of these occurrences in the Herman's house had gotten to New York City newspapers and written Ooh. and published throughout the country, in the big cities. several letters and telephone calls began to arrive to both the investigative police and the house. The house was completely overrun with reporters, photographers, radio and TV hosts. And on February 18th, one of the people who was present on the property was a man in a blue serge suit who randomly threw himself to his knees in the dining room and screamed that he was a holy man from Center Moraches and prayed for 10 minutes. And then he left the house saying, quote, everything is all right. You have been forgiven. End quote. And then he drove off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some of the earlier letters included and this is all from the Times article now. Okay. Or the Life slash Life magazine article. Sorry, um, some of the letters included some really reasonable suggestions. Um, a woman named Helen Connolly, who was seventy four, wrote to say that she had similar trouble. She had experienced similar trouble in her house, but far worse. Tables, chairs, and artificial fireplaces had been tornadoed about her living room. But the cause was found, which was a downdraft in her chimney. And the cure was a patented metal chimney cap. What the fuck? So that's kind of where they got the idea of the downward jet drafts. That's an aggressive chimney draft. I don't know if it's aggressive or it's just really, really targeted. And she had like the worst feng shui in her room ever <laughs> where like everything was situated exactly in the wind Wrong of the draft. Place. It was so weird. Okay. Okay. Um. So in response to the, so in response to this, Detective Tazi interviewed her by phone and decided that she was a reasonable person and to try her device. So they attached a rotating metal turbine cap on the chimney of the Hermans. However, no one could explain the desk. The metal cap was still on the chimney and it did not appear to do, like it could not have been responsible for the falling of the chest or Mm -hmm. like desk. Yeah. Um, the, the original thing that, yes, exactly. Exactly. It was not helpful at all. Okay. Did it, did it keep falling? What do you mean? Did it keep falling? Like, how do they know it wasn't helpful? What do you mean? No, like it the, was happening in other rooms where the chimney were not was oh, not like okay. responsible. Okay, and you. like since the turbine cap was on top and they had alleviated any possibility of it being the same as that woman, got like Miss Connelly, it couldn't have been the got chimney. You. Okay. Um so the popping continues, things are flying throughout the house. Um, but late on the evening of the twenty first, the actual residents, the Herman family, left and stayed with a relative. Um and then when they were gone during that weekend, nothing happened. The police were still present in the house and oddly all of the weird occurrences, the popping, the flying, everything stopped. Then they returned on the 23rd and everything started happening again. Oh, very suspicious interestingly the night after the flying of the like the dropping of the chest of drawers Mm -hmm. i think i'm calling it multiple different things they said it was a bureau chest so i don't know what to take that as but the chest okay so the chest the the morning after the night when the chest falls on february 25th at 7 30 a.m when the herman parents bedroom was unoccupied because they're devout Catholics also might account for the vial, Mm -hmm. a statue of the Virgin Mary flew from a 12-foot-high bureau top to the opposite wall of the bedroom and smashed into the mirror but didn't break any of the glass. However, the statue, which was made of plaster slash, like, I think ceramic kind of, dented the wooden mirror frame, but the statue remained unharmed. So a lot of really, Hmm. really, really weird things were happening.
0: Seems like very high ceilings.
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Should we Um, move into that house? (laughs) No, actually. Okay, next point. Interesting you say that is that during this time, the Herman family, as I told you, were really disheartened, obviously very confused, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very upset. Um, And some of the letters that were coming in as a result of the media attention that this case was getting were from real estate agents asking if the Hermans wanted to list their house at a price of yes. One million dollars. One dollar, thirty-seven fifty. dollars $37.50. What? Which even in the 50s, what it's not enough number. money. <laughs> right.
0: I wonder what made them
1: right. value the
0: property at that price.
1: Yeah. So then on February 25th, that day... After the after the Virgin Mary statue flies around, after ever the chest has fallen, long, I'm
0: sorry, what's the what's the time span
1: on this? It's been almost exactly two weeks. Okay, so that afternoon, James Junior was doing homework in the basement, which is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Never Don't be in a basement of a haunted house. A ten-pound phonograph or like LP player, like a record player, flew off of its table. 15 feet across the room. And it was this that newspapers across New York and the country decided to call the case of the high fly. Which, because That's James car. Jr. was alone in the room, resulted in a lot of the suspicion for the origin of these acts being placed on him. Yeah. So now we're back to James Jr. Um, and it's noted by many newspapers at this point that he was either... In the room, on the scene, or very close to the room, almost present on the scene, but definitely in the home during, like, most of the incidents. Yeah. And also, he was very frequently considered the only witness to most of these things happening. So, for example, like, he was the only one in the playroom uh-huh. um, when that phonograph fell. Yeah, He was the only, he was, like, the first on his dad's list of accusees. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. Oh so God. let's let's talk about james jr now he was really really smart he was an honor student he built it's always the smart one <laughs> he built this models. is why you should be
0: dumb this is why you should not be smart because otherwise
1: you're people will blame haunt you for your things. own house yeah so he was the builder so he built a lot of different models okay and read a lot of different science fiction These were all considered qualifications for why he could have been responsible for these things. I'm gonna be honest; I'm kind of with it. Really, you think that it might be him? I bet it's a sister.
0: I also, I think think it's a sister just trying to make him. I want to blame Lucy, or I want to blame the mom being bored (laughs) because her husband. Also, she resents her kids. She's like, I just hate all of you. You guys suck.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um where are we now right so everyone thinks it's james at this point however um dr pratt of the dr Rhines parapsychology lab at duke university shout out to caroline's old old roommate i mean i don't know if you're not a real doctor a phd Okay, yeah. Well, he's not an MD. (laughs) He's not a medical doctor, but he is still a doctor. He was a scientist and doesn't believe. He's like not a believer at Mm. all. He's not. There's no Ghostbusters shit. This is an actual (laughs) fucking doctor who's done actual investigative work into parapsychology and instances and debunked a lot of things that we would call hauntings. Well, so then the. evening of all of this garbage happening where like james gets attacked by a fucking cd player nice um he arrives on the 25th of february he arrives that evening and because the hermans were devout catholics and had really opened their home to everyone um and allowed in anyone's opinions on this Mm -hmm. um he was welcomed into the case as well and what he did was he said that it's possible the child may have had some psychokinetic power that no one was aware of and that it was possibly an accident that james was responsible for all of this he's an x-man he is an x-man he's literally gene gray he's literally (laughs) the phoenix actually um However, he said his hypothesis slash theory was that he was going to come to Seaford to observe James with an open mind and take away from it what he would. And he spent most of his time another fully grown man Gross. watching James, oh my God, I feel which this poor James. kid like. So he w- sat with James in the basement where the CD slash phonograph, whatever, flew across the room and they played a bunch of different games games which Gross. i'm doing air quotes around Gross. to try to figure out james's powers
0: that is the most disgusting thing i've ever heard grown men should not be left alone with anyone grown like, people should not be left alone with any people
1: with even each other
0: even each other
1: how do you then go to just work just assume then? the worst everything should always be like at least a everyone, should thing. <laughs> everyone should be alone Everyone should. oh not a not a more than people it's actually just no one meet anyone perfect okay So he stayed there for like a couple days and he leaves on February 28th. So that's like a three-day stay back to North Carolina to Duke and decides that nothing unusual was going to happen in the future. The likelihood was that the psychological atmosphere was not right. Um, It was not a true parapsychological incident. I I Um, trust him. Yeah. And oddly enough, by the time he left, um, for three days after his visit, There were no disturbances. So then a fourth day passed and a fifth day passed. Everyone's like, all right, bet. This is like everything's okay. But then it's not. So then one day less than exactly a month after everything started. So it started on February 3rd. On March 2nd, everything starts again. At 10 in the evening, everyone's in the house. Like, everyone's tells. Technically,
0: it's not one day less if you're thinking about February with Oh, because it's year. a short month. It's the leap year. Okay. Just putting it out there.
1: All right. So, on March 2nd, then maybe that makes it exactly a month. Maybe the ghost no. doesn't do a Julian calendar. Maybe the ghost is actually on, yeah. like, something else. Don't assume their calendar. Sure, that's fine. Um. Then on March 2nd, the fifth day after all of the silence, um, they think that... Everything's over, but that night a dish falls, and then uh-huh. later that night a table falls in James's room again. Wait, sorry, what does a table falling mean? Like, if that desk were to just suddenly fall forward on its face without me doing it anything, It tipped over. Yeah, it fell over. Interesting. Okay. Um. Then, however, both of the both of those instances other members of the family bore witness to and he was assumed to have not been close enough to the object to have caused the result and then on march 4th a bowl of flowers fly off the dining room table and a book shelf falls over in the basement um i don't trust any of these hoes why i don't trust them
0: wait i don't get it why I just don't trust anyone in this family i think they're all liars This is my theory when it comes to ghosts. It's not really a theory. It's my counter to them. Okay. Why don't other religions get haunted? You don't ever hear about any Jewish demons. They're always Catholic. What are you talking about? There's many Jewish demons. I've never heard. And they're not demons. They're just. Possess. No, no, no. Like a possession. That type of demon.
1: I think. Other cultures have similar occurrences. Do you? Why have not I never heard of one? I mean, if we're talking about like possessions, Mm -hmm. there's she demons that possess women and cause them to be sexually deviant in many other cultures. They're just different behaviors, which we attribute to being quote unquote evil. I mean, like in Hinduism, there's a lot of demons. Do they get possessed? Oh, what do you mean? Do people get
0: possessed? There's Are there possessions. Why don't we hear possessions from other cultures is what I'm saying. Like other in religions.
1: Judeo-Islamic lore, which is very far from Christianity if you will, although it's it's all devi- it's like all yeah. derived from the same like similar scripture Abrahamic. or like Vedic texts, right? Abrahamic religions have similar things. Like we for example in Christianity have like quote-unquote demons. Yes. You have I think I don't know how to say it, but Sh- Shaddam's... I don't know if that's the correct word, but we have those. We have jinn's. What do these mean? They're demons. Okay. They're tiny little like di- diabolical no, 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 but what I'm saying weird. is like when you
0: think of the big possessions, all the people, all the famous stories, it's always almost exclusively Catholic or Christian.
1: Okay, I'm Googling this because I don't
0: think that's true. And maybe it just—it could just be Western media. Like we only listen to Catholic Christian people. That could very much be it. But you think you'd get at least get one cool haunting from a or
1: possession of another religion? I don't know. I think it depends on what we're describing as a possession. It also describes on the behavior that we, that causes us to call something a possession. And it also characterizes the idea of a possession as requiring some sort of exorcism, which is exclusive to the Christian faith.
0: Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I, I'm going to try to do Jewish possession next time.
1: I feel like maybe we, you should stay within like <laughs> our our realm of experience, okay. and maybe for our listener episodes, like you guys can tell yeah. us things. If but I by no means want to put any words in your mouth.
0: outside of specifically Christian religions. Let us know. I want to know about them. Where are they at? Is it just American white people who like we don't put it in our media because we're ignorant? or or is it like not a thing? And if it is not a thing, why don't atheists get possessed if demons are real? Anyway, I'm just out here calling out the church. Continue.
1: I mean in voodoo, they also have possession. Oh,
0: so that's a, that's true. interesting. okay, I did, forgot about voodoo,
1: okay, so of course you did, Caroline. I'm sorry any ways all so wait where were we um where were we right the bowl of flowers fly off the dining room table a bookcase falls in the cellar um and that's it the end like that's pretty much it how does it end
0: things just stop happening after that but like how does the Is that the end of the possession or is that the end of the story? Like, how does the book deal come out of this? What do you mean the book deal? Or how does the movie, like... Oh, 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 oh,
1: okay, okay. No, 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 that's the end of the things that happened in the house. Sorry. So there's... yeah. Right, that's the end of the story that happened in the house. Gotcha. So many people speculate that one of the reasons this could have been a valid haunting slash poltergeist slash possession or, like, what we might call a psychokinetic atmosphere Mm. (laughs) is that... As the Hermans rose to fame, the hauntings became less intense. So unlike people who were doing this for money or fame or like a movie deal, book deal, whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. They were not like these hauntings were not spurred on gotcha. by the possession. Gotcha. Right. Or that doesn't make any sense. The hauntings were not spurred on by the fame. Yeah. Right. So. Are you sleeping on me? Thank you. Um. So. Um, both Detective Tazi and the family are left kind of speechless. They're a little bit confused. They don't really know why that happened. And also they don't really know why it stopped happening. Um, but this is what inspired the Poltergeist movie. And the Poltergeist movie, I don't think I'm going to go over a plot, plot summary because it's essentially, oh wait, Something else I forgot to mention about the Herman House, but that's relevant and wasn't included in a lot of the articles, was that the Herman family, um, their house was located close to just a couple blocks away from a Native American burial ground, which plays a huge role in the poltergeist film, mm-hmm. kind of problematically. But it's okay. Yes. Or it's not okay, but it's it, it happened. Um... And Carol Ann, obviously the daughter who is possessed in the movie, is representative of James Jr., who apparently tried to fuck everyone over and like came up with all these elaborate scientific schemes that no adult <laughs> could come up with. Um, and similarly, much like um, the doctor in the story I just told you, the parents Steve and Diane also hire slash turn to a parapsychologist for help. Um, well, another thing so that they Heather do. O'Rourke. Plays James. No, Heather. Yes, she plays yes. Carol, who is James. James. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, they also call in not a priest necessarily, but an exorcist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. righty. So um, the plot of the film follows pretty closely what we expect. But now I'm just going to tell you about the poltergeist curse. The poltergeist curse like many of the haunted film curses, is a curse that is attached to the Poltergeist series, which is a trilogy, in the crew and cast members of the movie. Um, It resulted in the death of two of the cast members within six years of the release of the first and last film. And I got some some of this information from an episode of E! nice yeah thank you um it's called there's also a series about it called poltergeist colon the legacy and i also re-listened to the and that's why we drink episode on the poltergeist whoop, whoop. um they're all right so i'm just gonna tell you although it's kind of mean to call them that i'm gonna start with the more minor cast members wow. and then go into the protagonists. <laughs> so within Weeks of the first film's release, the actress Dominique Dunn, who played the older sister Dana, who would have been the Lucille daughter of Dominic Dunn. I don't know who that is.
0: Oh, he is a very famous, I don't know if he's a crime reporter. Oh! He's a famous journalist who covered like very famous cases, most, at least to me, most notoriously, the Martha Moxley case. Which is the murder that happened to my mom's friends in high school. That is so scary. Yeah. Very famous crime reporter. And he's like in—he's like a big New York society. You know, back when like journalists were like society people.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hate that. Yeah. You know, like that. in the post. Right. In, like, when um, post.
0: Meryl <laughs> Streep is like yes. friends with all like the Kennedys and stuff like that. Yes. He's like a slightly low, lower level of that.
1: Yes. That is so scary. That is so 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 frightening.
0: So yeah, she like had a little bit of a lot of her a lot of people know her from being <sighs> unfortunately from being the
1: ch- oh my goodness of Dominic
0: Dunn. I think it's Dominic Because everyone gets confused between Dominique and Dominic. I'm gonna Google it. It's going really embarrassing if his parents name isn't Dominic. Were Dunn.
1: Dominic Dunn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. On. Um so she plays Dana Freeling, which is essentially like the Lucille to James in the film mm-hmm. the older sibling got it and she was strangled by her boyfriend outside her like home in west hollywood and went into a coma mm-hmm. and then died several days later in the hospital yeah what's really really creepy about this is what happened is that so on is october what happened- no, like the way what, it happened. The happens. creepiest thing about this <laughs> is that happened. The thing that happened. No, what's really creepy is like the events leading up to yeah. the incident. So, firstly, it was on October thirtieth. So the fact that it's near Halloween, kind of scary. Oh, right? that's so weird
0: because the Martha Moxley murder was also the day before Halloween. Stop it!
1: I I, I don't like that. I, don't, I really don't like that. That's Whoa. really quite frightening. Um, wait, have you ever heard um the like someone did you know those like six word or like ten word scary stories whatever nope well they have this like there was this very famous in literature kate if you're listening please back me up on this was the writing of quote kate, unquote, this is
0: gonna expose you about whether or not you listen to no, us no, no.
1: <laughs> quote unquote the shortest short story ever okay, and it yeah. was like i think you'll know the phrase baby shoes for sale or like for yeah, sale yeah. colon baby shoes comma never worn yeah so it's, like, this trend of, like, almost, like, rupee core poetry of, like, kind of off-brand shitty poetry that was all inspired by this one specific thing that was actually groundbreaking, but mm-hmm. everything else after it is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. One of them was, like, scariest short story ever told. Friday the th- – it was Friday the 13th, the night before Halloween. And I was, <laughs> like, what the fuck story is this? This is so dumb. Anyways. Um, that made me laugh. <laughs> okay. So on October thirtieth, nineteen eighty two, shortly after the breakup of um Dominique Dunn and her boyfriend slash mm-hmm. ex boyfriend John Thomas Sweeney, um, she was at home rehearsing for her miniseries with her friend David. Um, and she was on the phone with yeah, one of her girlfriends. Story. And so at creepy. which point Yeah. At which point Sweeney had the telephone operator, because it's the 80s, Mm -hmm. break into the conversation and joined it. So it was like a three-person conference call. And then she told, so at this point, Dunn says, quote, oh God, it's Sweeney. Let me get him off the phone, end quote. And 10 minutes after she says this, he shows up at her home and she tries to, kind of quell his anger through the locked door um, and finally agrees to talking to him face to face on her porch. But her friend who she was rehearsing with, David, uh, David Packer, remains inside of her home. Outside, the two begin to argue. Uh, Packer says he hears some like sounds of hitting or assault and then hears a sudden scream, a scream and then a thud. And however, because this happens on the porch, when Packer calls for the police, technically her porch is private property. So it's out of the police's jurisdiction, which doesn't necessarily make sense to me. I don't I don't really get it. But then Packer is like, well, fuck you guys. So he calls another friend and says, like, if I'm dead, like the person who did it is John Thomas Sweeney, like he's outside. He just fucked up our friend like this is bad. And so then he goes outside through the backside. Wait, private property. It's like outside of their jurisdiction because it's like a property outside of their like precinct thing. Oh, okay. I don't know lines or something, which is weird because I don't understand how they wouldn't like just Transfer dispatch wouldn't to a send them like the right. Yeah. Police department. I don't really understand that, but it results in someone dying. Um, so Packer leaves through the back entrance and recall they were on the front porch. So he sees Sweeney hiding in some bushes and staring at Dunn's body. But Dunn's body, like we heard the thud, was Ugh. on the floor. So creepy. On the ground. And so Sweeney sees Packer in the bushes and says, call the police. And finally, like he gets, I assume Packer gets through to like an actual police department. Who cares? And Wait, Sweeney. Sweeney? Sweeney says to him, call the police. And then Packer calls the police again. Somehow gets through to the actual correct department, and they show up. And when the police arrive, Sweeney meets them in the driveway with his hands in the air and says, "I killed my girlfriend, and I tried to kill myself." So uh, he the worst. So he can once he's taken into police custody, he confesses that he and her had argued, but that he went into a sort of like Blind blackout rage. state yeah. or like blind rage and couldn't remember anything that happened after they verbally argued or like exchanged words the only thing he remembered was the image of him being on top of her with his hands around her neck however Dunn was not declared like time of death was several days later she was not declared dead on scene Mm -hmm. um she was taken to cedar sinai uh in a coma never awoke from that coma and died several days later Um, she, this was because she was removed from life support, but obviously she was brain dead before that. Uh, anyways, so she passes away, um, and this was just a few days, uh, before the, this was a few days after the release of the first poltergeist. That, her friend
0: that was in the house Mm -hmm. has some, like, crazy quotes because everyone's like, dude, why didn't you fucking go, like, fight the guy off? Like, what the hell? What the fuck was he supposed to do? He, well... Well, I mean, he was like he could have done something. More How than did he that. know he wasn't armed, though? Yeah. Well, know? so what he had said was just like, oh, uh, he, you're right. There are plenty of excuses he could have made. He didn't make those excuses. I'm pretty oh, no. sure, if I remember <laughs> oh, no. correctly, his excuse was like, uh, wasn't my business, like not my relationship. Didn't want to get involved. It was like <gasps> something like oh, super no. about like, mm, like I didn't want to get involved in someone else's fight. And it's like, holy shit! Like he could have been like.
1: He he could, could have, have like, saved her life.
0: Yelled out and said, "Like, hey, I'm gonna call the cops."
1: Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, there are so many things you, you could have done bad, other though? than nothing. The, th- the okay, yes, you're absolutely right. There's many other things he could have done instead of literally not doing anything. However, oh my puppy stretching. <laughs> However, I can understand sort of his explanation in that, like, I have four roommates. Most of us are in relationships we have really thin walls and we live in a shitty apartment. Mm -hmm. So when like we can all hear pretty much everything (laughs) like so when we hear someone else getting in a fight like we are always like don't go in there don't say anything don't whatever. So should one of their boyfriends secretly be this psychotic killer who goes into like a quote unquote blind rage and like murders one of my roommates? It's possible I wouldn't know. Well, I, I would never justify it as such. I would be like, what the fuck was happening? Like, I had no idea this guy had come. Like, let's they've say been they dating for a, months. How say, would I to know? Let's say they
0: had a balcony and you could see out onto the balcony and you saw them fighting. And you saw him getting physical.
1: Oh, then I would call the police. Yeah. But I, I you just, you can never yeah. know if you, if you can't see, no. though. But I was okay.
0: imagining that dude imagine the guilt you would feel for the rest of your life so
1: terrible awful oh my gosh like knowing you could have done something someone could be here right now
0: i wonder if when was that murder again it was in in 1982 oh 80s i wonder if it was um oh right because it was right before the film came out yeah right after if um if they didn't have 911 yet and that's why he couldn't call the correct police. Station.
1: Oh, like he went to the phone book and then called the wrong one. Please. maybe. One was But they and definitely had like, I have no idea. But they definitely had operators. But so the operators, like, because he was on the like yeah. three person call or whatever, and then I'm sure there's a way. But okay, so that was the first person that this quote unquote curse. I keep saying quote-unquote. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. Um, this was the first person that the... Never
0: mind. 911 was created in 1968.
1: Oh. So, <laughs> The Poltergeist film was... Um, the Poltergeist film's curse first victim was Dominique Dunn. And then the slightly less major recurring character, um, Mr. Julian Beck, age 60, played the priest Henry Kane in Poltergeist 2 mm-hmm. and died of stomach cancer as the film was released, who, like, literally at the release party, he was dying. Yeah. And he passed away shortly thereafter. Crazy. Uh, Will Sampson, who played the role of the Native American shaman, also in, um, I believe, Poltergeist 2, died after undergoing a heart lung transplant. And then a. This article caused him a small part actor, but I don't want to call him that because he died. <laughs> um, another member of the Poltergeist cast, Lou Perryman, was killed in 2009 when an ex-convict randomly attacked him with an axe in his home in Austin, Texas. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. The author, James Kahn, of the accompanying Poltergeist novel was he wrote the claims that moments after he wrote the line, quote, lightning ripped open the sky end quote, his building was struck by lightning and all of the games in the lounge room of that building turned on and started playing themselves.
0: That sounds like a writer
1: thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is very, very possible. Mm -hmm. However, the most, the actor who played one of the greatest roles in the film and who was, who, her death could be argued as most, most tragic because mm-hmm. she was so young, yeah. was the death of the girl Carol Ann Freeling or Heather O'Rourke. Played by Heather O'Rourke. Played, right, the actress or actor, Heather O'Rourke. And this was sort of the cherry on top that really turned this into a curse as opposed to just a series of unfortunate incidents. Mm -hmm. Um, She passed away as a result of a misdiagnosis of Crohn's disease in 1987 and died the following year of a heart attack as a result of a bowel obstruction when she was 12 years old. That's
0: crazy.
1: Yeah. Insane. Yep. Yep. So that is all of that is the poltergeist curse and the true story of the Herman House haunting. Slash poltergeist. I think we should go buy the house. I really actually would rather die. Also, the real house is in do you New think York. It's real? Even though the story was placed in California. Do you think the poltergeist curse is real or do I think the poltergeist the story, story was real? Herman House. Oh, I don't know. I think believe it was real because I don't want any ghosts in my house to attack me. So I'm afraid of them.
0: Good thing we're in your house because I don't Damn believe it. in
1: ghosts. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I have no idea.
0: Are you a ghosty person? Does that stuff creep you out?
1: Yes. Everything creeps me out whether or not I believe in it. Snakes, not afraid of them, but they scare me. Spiders, not afraid of them, but they scare me. Like I don't have phobias or fears or misplaced irrational like issues with specific things like ghosts or clowns or anything. But everything in general in my life is a frightening thing. <laughs> and as a result, I just try to be cautious about ever accidentally becoming the victim of any of those sort of spooky like things that's valid
0: i'm i don't believe in ghosts mm-hmm. but i avoid them
1: that's I just what i mean like yeah, yeah. you, like, you not, can't
0: risk it like yeah, why I'm incur not some it. karmic
1: wrath yeah, by accident exactly
0: like i don't I re- i'm really passionately don't get scared by ghost stories i don't worry about them at all like ghosty things don't scare me same with like demons and all that good stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But that doesn't mean I'm going to go, you know, those fucking assholes who are like, oh, you're fucking scared. It's like, no. Why would I fucking bring that upon myself just in case I'm wrong? I'm wrong 99% of the time.
1: <laughs> so why the fuck would I think I'm right about this? Exactly. Why would you intentionally provoke something even if it's not real? Yeah. Like like those, um, like in Zach Bagans um, Ghost Adventures when mm-hmm. he's like, come get me. I'm like. <laughs> literally never stays far away from me as possible i don't even
0: think anything's gonna happen
1: but just in case exactly
0: yeah yeah yeah. um just in case just don't do it just don't do it it's unnecessary yeah you never know no one needs that energy in their life this is very relevant to our next episode
1: is it really um yeah oh my gosh i'm so frightened and so excited get
0: ready for next week
1: i'm excited Good night. Oh wait, we wait no. We our, have to do our we have, have to do our media. podcaster stuff because we're podcasters.
0: Please, 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 please write and review.
1: Oh yeah, please That's on iTunes.
0: Oh, we ask. It literally takes two minutes, and it costs no. $0. It takes like
1: twenty seconds. It's a very short. If you have to log in, thing. and it takes two minutes. Oh, if you have to log in, and you're me, you have to change your Apple password. I just got an email from Apple saying you've changed your password too, too many, many times. times, and I was like. What do you mean? I Like, how am I supposed to remember my password? (laughs) I've changed it so many times that I need to come up with new passwords (laughs) because I don't know it. And so the next time I have to log in, of course I won't know it. (laughs) So I just change it again. Literally every time I log in, I have to change my password. Yeah, it's tough. Um, And just actually so relatable.
0: You're so relatable. I'm just so relatable. You're just like... and so just one like of the, other you're girls. One of the girls,
1: I'm one of the girls. You're just one of the boys. <laughs> what just they dudes say? being dudes. Just is it Friday? Being dudes. Friday nights are for for the guys, for the boys. Saturdays are for the boys. Oh, why is it Saturday? Because Saturdays. Wait, but Friday why not nights. <laughs> I think I, I think I kind of thought because most people like
0: Friday a lot. No, because Saturdays you can play die every single day and beer pong, and that's all you do.
1: Have you ever played I beer die?
0: This now I hate that game.
1: You don't like you don't like those fun games. Here's that's I'm the against. only. Like, I actually don't even I'm drink. I just like playing those games. games. Okay, let's do our let's do our social okay. media blast. Um, wait. More than anything, the most important thing I want everyone to do is go onto our Instagram and DM me a name for my dog. And if you don't do it. I will personally not be your friend <laughs> because I need a name for this dog because I love him so much and it makes me really sad because I've taken him on walks around our neighborhood and obviously I stopped for like coffee or I like stopped to tie my shoe and everyone's constantly complimenting me because he's the cutest dog in the entire fucking world.
0: We'll and they're always him. like,
1: what's his name? And I'm like, dog? Because I <laughs> And then I'm like, I rescued him yesterday. Sorry. Like, I'm not sure yet. What do you think he looks like? And people have given me some shitty-ass yeah, fucking cool. names. So give me better ones. Because Caroline doesn't like five, even though I love it. I hate it. Do what? you like the name Tuli?
0: Nope.
1: Why? The name of a South Korean. So in Korean.
0: Well, I mean, if it's a cool Korean name, then i no, not No, no, no. Let me tell you. It. So in
1: Korean, there's a, the way you count is like Hana 둘, head And two means two. Okay. Or like. Sounds. Similar. There's like multiple ways to count. But like okay. this is the, of the two ways, like. Two means two. And there's this really, really famous South Korean um, soccer player, and his name is Chad because he's the second son, like he's the second child. And his and then I told you it was like Hana T. Yeah. And his oldest his older sister, who was the firstborn child, her name is Hana, or like Hannah or one.
0: Oh. So it's Hana and
1: Tudy So he could be Tootie. Good, a South
0: Korean soccer player, and he can go from Hamas Rodriguez. To that one. then To Chattery. Pronounce. You can be Tuli. Okay. Um, so please, please, please rate and review.
1: Um. And a dog name.
0: Yeah, send Natalie all of the dog names. Please. If you don't, we'll, I told you. We'll post a picture of the dog so you can get more of, like, his energy. Yeah, you know? I'll,
1: I'll try to post, like, some videos. And I'll show you guys his favorite toys so that you can... <laughs> I can just want to post about my dog <laughs> on social
0: media. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... um and you can, Give email, you can email us. You can also email us names. Yeah, Or definitely. all your stories about your possessions from non-Christian cultures, religions, groups, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can email us at filmnoirpodcasts at gmail.com, filmnoirpodcasts at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, DM us all your names, DM us all your po- possession stories. Yes. At filmnoir.podcast Um, and you can donate to our Patreon, which is Film Noir on Patreon. It's also linked in our Instagram bio. Also, I have a request. Ooh. I don't know how Twitter works, but I'm trying to become Twitter. I'm a Twitter person. You have to fight more people. To fight. Well, no. Let me tell you. (laughs) I posted, um, something. Mm -hmm. And I got 69 likes. (laughs) Eh. Uh, but That's I got sixty-nine likes and three retweets. Retweets. Okay. Guess how many followers I have.
1: How many? Zero. I have
0: zero followers. Wait. So
1: then, well, what did you tweet to get that? I tweeted was it a soccer thing? No, it was during oh, okay. the debate.
0: I either I only post political or soccer-related things. Um. So if you're interested in either of those, um, come fight me on Twitter. I don't care. I'm happy to fight. Please don't fight
1: Caroline on Twitter. Actually, like I would really, actually, personally like to ask a favor of you to not fight people on Twitter. Don't fight anyone on Twitter. Actually, just don't I, engage. It's not going to so lead to many. anything. I'm
0: like so proud of myself. Like I for fighting people. No, no, no. For getting likes on Twitter. Because I'm like, wow, I'm so smart. And oh, anyway, my Twitter is caro underscore phil two l's c a r o underscore p h i l l. Come be my friend. Come talk to me. I want to become a Twitter person
1: nice all right that's all i got all right and that's film film f-i-l-m noir n-o-i-r see you guys next week and give me dog names or i won't be your friend
0: because he's gonna
1: have a name by next week bye bye